Hey, welcome to Exit 15. Glad you guys are here. Uh, it is Wednesday night, y'all. Come on. Wednesday night. And uh, I don't know about you, but it's my favorite night of the week. It, do, do, do I get an amen? Amen. My favorite night of the week. Uh, my whole week is now revolving around Wednesday night, and I am very, very so thankful that you are here. Uh, I know we have some guests in the room, and we're thankful that you're here with us tonight. Um, and I know we have a lot of home folk, uh, and you're here in the room, and I'm thankful that you're here as well. If you have your talk sheet there, we're going to jump right in. And uh, this is all Christian's fault. If you don't like this, then go talk with Christian. Uh, but yes, we are going to sing some more later, all right? So uh, we'll be... We'll cut, we'll cut loose later, all right? Hey, we are continuing our series. This is week nine of Straight Facts. And honestly, this is, and as, as a program note, uh, tonight's the last night of Straight Facts in this room. Next week, Straight Facts is, the, the title of it is Salvation. And so we thought it was an amazing moment, amazing time for us, that we would have Big Wednesday on the night that we would talk about Salvation. So we are inviting our friends, intentionally inviting our friends next week. We will not meet in this room. We will meet in the worship center, okay? So that we can invite more of our friends to come and hear the gospel and give them an opportunity to, uh, to trust him in salvation. I think that is an incredible way to end our series. It's an incredible way to end kind of this part of uh, Exit 15 as we move into the Christmas season. So just FYI, so next week is Big Wednesday, right? And then the week after that is Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? That is wild to think, right? Thanksgiving is like in two weeks. And then the week after that, we are back for Exit 15 Christmas edition. Uh, and so we will be having, uh, in the month of December, we'll be having Exit 15. And we're starting off a series called Witness. And I really, I'm just going to let, I'm going to let that ride for you. Um, you, you witnessed the birth. All right, there, there it is. That's all I'm going to tell you. And uh, we're going to be talking about that. And then on December the 16th, which is will be our last Exit 15 for the year, we're blowing it out with a massive Christmas party. And it's really amazing because we have three gyms to party in, all right? So uh, this is going to be a great night of us. So we're making plans for that. And I hope you would make plans to join us to be a part of that. Sound good? Good? Everybody found your talk sheet? Everybody ready to go? All right. We don't have it all together. Can I get an amen? amen? Nobody in this room is perfect. Amen? Amen? You might want to go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, you're not perfect. Go ahead, look at them and say, you're not perfect. You might say, you look good, but you're not perfect, all right? <laughs> all the guys in the room looking for a date right there, all right? Uh, I gave you an opportunity. <laughs> hey, but we don't have it all together. And life, life is a struggle sometimes, right? You never know what's going to happen with each and every day, and what events or what experiences that we might have ahead of us. And to be honest with you, because I don't have it all together, and because I miss it sometimes, I need a little bit of help, right? I need somebody to give me wisdom. I need somebody to come alongside me and say, hey, yo, Steve, <laughs> that, let, let's not go there. Hey, Steve, uh, watch out for that landmine right there. Ooh, okay, you know, uh, I, I, I need somebody in my life to help guide me and direct me. Does anybody else need that? Yeah, right? Are we, do, are, are we full of prideful people who think they all have it together? No, we're, we're not. We don't have it all together, and we need a guide. We need a counselor. We've got to have someone to help guide us through life. 
You know what? Jesus gave us someone. Jesus provided someone for us to help us navigate life, to help us understand what's right and what's wrong, help us to see the landmines and to be able to walk around them. And it's the Holy Spirit. And John 14, verse 26, this is what Jesus says. He says, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have told you. Say what? The Holy Spirit, as we see in this passage, is the counselor. Jesus promised us a counselor. And that counselor is to help us, right? Is to teach you all things and to remind you of the things that Jesus has said. I need a reminder. I can't remember everything, right? (laughs) I don't always remember the things that I hear and listen. And so it's always good to have someone in there going, Hey, Steve, you probably need to, what about this? And we need somebody like that. And Jesus says, hey, I got somebody for you. Jesus left this earth, and when he left, the Holy Spirit came. And the Holy Spirit, freak you out right now, is working right now in your heart and your life. Right here, right now. But you're, you're, you're probably thinking, well, Steve, that was like a Bible thing back in Acts, right? Like in the book of Acts, they talk about the Holy Spirit coming, like all that kind of stuff. Wasn't that back there? Uh, the Holy Spirit hadn't left. The Holy Spirit hadn't gone anywhere. And I'm going to make this kind of blanket theological statement, and then I'm going to move on, okay? Because we're taking kind of an apologetics view of this. The Holy Spirit is God. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three are one. They are all the manifest presence of God. Every one of them have the character and the nature of God. And the Holy Spirit residing in us is literally the voice of God in our hearts and our lives. That'll blow your mind. That what the Holy Spirit is speaking is exactly what God is speaking. What the Holy Spirit is speaking is exactly what Jesus is speaking. That'll blow your mind again. That that little voice that's in our hearts and in our lives that we is helping us navigate life and what we read in Scripture and the how it is interpreted to us and what we understand as we read the Scripture. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our lives. But here, I want to get to the fun part. We could spend all night just talking about the Trinity. I could give you all kinds of illustrations and all those kind of things. But I think what all of us want is not just head knowledge about the Holy Spirit. I think all of us want to know What does that mean to me today? Okay, yes, the Holy Spirit. Steve, I'll trust you in that. Yes, the Holy Spirit is the very voice of God, is the presence of God in my heart and my life. So what? I think all of us are saying that question, so what? And I think Scripture illuminates a lot of that and answers that question for us, and that's where I want to camp out tonight. How does the Holy Spirit apply to you? How does it apply to me? How do I know the Holy Spirit is in my heart and my life? How do I know, how can I see the work of the Holy Spirit on me and on the people around me? If God is truly at work, he's using the Holy Spirit, he's working through the Holy Spirit, that gift has been given to you. And how do I know that God is working in my heart and my life? Does anybody want to know that question? I think, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there. I want to know the answer to that question. How do I know? How do I know? That the Holy Spirit is in me. How do I know? And so here we go. We're going to answer that question. 
And we're going to answer it by looking at this kind of this big idea for tonight. All right, here it is. It says, Jesus promised that God would send the Holy Spirit, which we just read in John 14. And the Spirit, get this, has come to convict, to teach, to comfort, to lead, to strengthen, and to seal us. We're going to camp out on that. As well as to produce fruit within and through us. So there is a purpose for the Holy Spirit. And once we understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit, then we can begin to identify the Holy Spirit's work in my heart and my life. You see where we're going? So once we understand that, then we begin to look inside and outside and we go, where is God working? What's he doing? Where is he at? And it's in the work of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. One, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to convict. We don't like this word, conviction. But yes, when we get something wrong, right, we need someone to tell us that what we did was wrong. Right? You know, if you forget to take out the trash, who is going to tell you that you forgot to take out the trash? Yo mama, right? <laughs> and the stink in your kitchen, right? You walk into your kitchen, what's that stink? You're like, what's that smell? Oh, yeah, I got to take out the trash, right? Uh, it, y'all, when sin happens, we need to know when we miss it. That's a good thing. And what the Holy Spirit does is convict us of that sin. John 16, 8 says this, And he, when he comes will convict the world regarding sin and righteousness and judgment. And so he convinces us, the Holy Spirit convinces us that we are guilty of sin. When you feel conviction, when you feel like, oh, I've missed it, let that be a reminder. That's a good thing because the Holy Spirit's at work in your heart and your life. Number two, the Holy Spirit has come to teach. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes to the truth about Jesus. We read about it, is what we just said in John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And he will remind you of all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit is actually educating each one of us about who Jesus is. If you want to know more about Jesus, right, read God's Word. And as you read God's Word, that knowledge and that inspiration just starts dumping out on you. Guess what that is? That's the Holy Spirit. That is teaching you about who Jesus is. It looks like even in this kind of moment, when you have a pastor or a life group leader that's in front of you that is teaching you God's word, and you are stirred in your heart and your life. You're like, wait a minute, I need to know that. Wait a minute, I didn't know that, I need to know that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. To teach you about Jesus and about himself. Number three, the Holy Spirit is here to comfort us. Oh, we need comfort. Sadness. Oh, I, I had a dear friend in Louisiana who lost his life to COVID last week. And man, I was, I was tore up about it. Ken is a great, godly man and contracted a disease and it just got the best of him. They tried and tried for weeks and weeks to save his life. But man, I needed the Holy Spirit in that moment. I needed the Holy Spirit to help me grieve. And it comforted me to know that Ken is with the Lord. Ken is a godly man with an incredible family. I knew he knew the Lord. And so I could take hope in that. 
And that's the work of the Holy Spirit to help me grieve and to help me and comfort me in that moment. Acts 9.31 says this, So the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed peace as it was being built up and as it continued in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it kept increasing. The Holy Spirit comforts us when we're in our deepest, in the middle of a breakup. If you're going through a breakup or maybe the loss of a loved one. In those moments of grieving, if you would allow the Holy Spirit to do the ministry that it can do over your heart and your life and to comfort you in those days, in those moments. Number four, the Holy Spirit is here to lead us. It's like the, we, we don't know where we're going, right? The Spirit guides us and it helps us to walk in truth. It's that leading, Romans eight fourteen. it says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons and daughters of God. You feeling like you lost your way? Maybe sin has overtaken you and you're finding your feet in different places where they shouldn't be? The Holy Spirit is that one that convicts, turns you, and leads you back to the truth. It leads you back to the truth. Holy Spirit is here to strengthen us. To strengthen us. He provides the strength we need to resist the temptation and the strength to live in obedience to Him. We see it in Galatians 5, 16 and 18. It says, but I say, walk in the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh is anything against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Spirit is what guides us, strengthens us in those moments that we need it. When we're feeling weak by temptation, the Holy Spirit can strengthen you to say no. It's in those moments that I know what's right to do, so therefore I'm going to walk in obedience to Him. Every step, the Holy Spirit is the one that strengthens us, that moves those muscles to walk away, right? In those moments. The last one, the Holy Spirit here is to seal. To seal. Here's the image that I want you to have in your heart when you think about that word seal. Back in the old days, kings of old would have a ring on. And the ring usually had their signet or their initial on it. And it was the only one of its kind. And so when they would send, kings would send important messages out to maybe the troops or maybe out to different countries. They would handwrite it and they would take that envelope and fold it over. And they would take wax from a candle and pour it on that, like on that envelope. And then they would take that ring and put it in the wax. And that would authenticate and would seal the message. It allowed that message for those that would read that message would know that this is authentic to the one and only king. And so they could trust it. And it was of great ownership in that moment. Do you see that? The Holy Spirit seals you. It confirms in you that you are a child of the king. The blood of Christ is the seal that's over your heart and life. It is the one and only blood of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit reminds us of who we are. That we are the children of God. Ladies and gentlemen, some of us are missing that point. Some of us have wandered from the truth. 
and we are doubting our salvation. We're doubting who we are in Christ because we're not listening to the Holy Spirit that simply says who you are. The Holy Spirit is the one that whispers, you are mine. The Holy Spirit is the one that you are a daughter of the King. You are loved. And every one of those statements is a seal of understanding of who you are in Christ. For those that know Christ, that those have the blood of Christ poured over their hearts and lives in salvation, you are sealed by the blood of Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the one that reminds you of who you are. Now, I'll go through that list, and some of you may be checking the boxes and going, okay, maybe, sure, yes, but the one I want you to really dial in on is that one. Because it's been my experience and working with teenagers for all of these years that the moments that you start doubting your salvation, the moments that you start wandering from the truth of God is because you forgot who you are. You have chosen to let your feet wander away from the truth of who you are in Christ. And I'm simply here to remind you, and I pray the Holy Spirit is the one speaking, not me, that simply says, you are a child of the King Don't forget who you are. Who you are. Don't listen to the culture of today. Listen to the truth of God's word. So as we understand these purposes of the Holy Spirit, it really kind of takes us to that point of, now what? Like It takes us to that place of, how do we understand the fruit of the Spirit? How do we know that I'm walking in with Him? And I'm going to run real quick through this, all right? Luke chapter 6, verse 43 and 45 says this, For there is no good tree that bears bad fruit, nor, on the other hand, a bad tree that bears good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not gather figs from thorns, nor they pick grapes from the briar bush. A good person out of the good treasure of their heart brings forth what is good. The evil person... Out of the evil, treasure brings forth what is evil, for the mouth speaks what's in the heart. Now, do you want to know how the Holy Spirit is working in your heart and your life? I'm going to run through these real quick. One, love. Love, your devotion and sacrifice for the good of others. How do I know that the Holy Spirit's in me? Joy, happiness. That's not based on what is happening in my life, but on God's eternal promises. Peace. You want to know it? Peace. And an internal sense of calm because of our conflict with God has been resolved. Want to know it? Patience. Patience is a part of your life. It's the capacity to endure frustration. You want to know and experience the Holy Spirit working in your life? It's goodness. It's the goodness of God. It's living in a way that's morally excellent. It's faithfulness. Faithfulness, being trustworthy and loyal and following through on your promises. It looks like gentleness. Gentleness simply says it's demonstrating humility and refusing to be harsh, especially when you're offended. It's self-control. Oh gosh, I, I, I miss it here. Refusing to give in to temptation that would draw us away from God. As I put that list up on the screen, 
I put it on your talk sheet, two questions. And as the band is coming up, I want you to answer those two questions. Where do you see the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? Is there fruit of the Holy Spirit's work on you? I want you to think about that. Look at that list. What's the one thing that you you feel you know the Lord's working in? But maybe what's the one area in your life that you're weak in? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All the fruits of the Spirit. Where, Where do you see the work of God in your heart and your life? Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see the Holy Spirit at work in you, then these will be the characteristics that are coming out of you. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks.